Hi, this is Amy, your host of Girl Gang the Podcast and founder of GirlGangTheLabel.com. I'm so excited for you to tune into this very special episode. We traveled to London to interview some amazing women in creative industries. I hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm Ruby White. I'm a senior integrative designer in the digital department of Burberry here in London. And you're listening to Girl Gang, the podcast. I worked in magazine. The creative director had studied in the same art school as me in Scotland. And he gave me this opportunity in the art department. So that was quite exciting. It was in the center of London. Was there a moment that you knew you wanted to be doing this? I think probably it started, I always love art. I used to, like when I was really little, I would mimic like Monet paintings. And I think that I did I had no idea that something like art school existed where you could study for higher education. I was just so taken by this world where I felt like people could just be themselves completely. And I thought, yes, that's something that I want to be involved in. Can you take us from that first job that you had through your career path, which took you to Los Angeles and back to here? Can you briefly touch on some of the other companies and experiences you had in this industry? My first real professional role was in a branding agency in Los Angeles. That was an amazing experience. I think mainly in a cultural way. I mean, moving across the world, I was 23 years old. Um, I'd never actually been to the States before. Um, oh my gosh, no way. <laughs> yeah. You just went for it when you got the job. Yeah, I mean, this opportunity came up. So one of my tutors at art school in Glasgow came over to me a couple of weeks before graduation. I was really stressed out with my final projects and they said, we have a proposition for you. I have a friend in LA and he's looking for a graduate and we think you might be really suited to this role. So we had a kind of series of interviews back and forth over Skype and my friends would say, Ruby, just speak slowly. They might not understand your Scottish accent. <laughs> so that went quite well. And I had this opportunity in front of me. And so everybody told me to take it. And I it would I never imagined going to California, but I'm so glad I did. I met some amazing people there and just experiencing a totally different way of life. I think the way that, you know, in this beautiful, to me, a completely like tropical city, I had not imagined and a completely different set of references. I think I think you can't help but be affected by your surroundings. I think it's the shock of the new that really has the most kind of lasting impression on you. When I landed back in London, that was probably the longest kind of freelance stage that I had. Do you have a preference on the ad value or just like, here's our idea, completely run with it? Um, I think at the beginning of my career, I... I was quite open-minded and although I had a sense of what I liked, I could see the value in learning. And I think sometimes you do need to try different things to find out what you love. I think on the one hand, I love, I've, I've worked at um, small design studios and as well as branding agencies. And I think one of the common features is kind of really defining what a company or, or individual is about and helping them express that. Now I work within a brand and it's kind of unpicking the storytelling within that, within that that narrative and how it can be expressed in different platforms and also how it evolves over time. I think I've always been interested in arts, in fashion, because to me, fashion is where art and commerce come together in this really exciting way. Is there something specific you go to for inspiration, like travel? Is there a favorite area of town you go to, books you read, or is it just life in general you look for inspiration? Um, I think inspiration is everywhere, mm -hmm. which is, I think, being in the creative industries, like 
that is one of the, the greatest gifts is being able to see inspiration all around you. Specifically, I think it's the shock of the new that really has a lasting impact on you. So yes, traveling is an amazing thing. I mean, so lucky to be in London where you can hop on a flight and in an hour somewhere completely different. Recently, I spent quite a lot of time in Scandinavia, in um, Denmark, in Copenhagen and Sweden, which have that amazing kind of attitude to life. They really take those little details about living really seriously. And I think that's really inspiring. I also love cities like Milan. Last year, I went to the uh, Salone, which is their furniture fair, but um, it does make me sound like I'm really obsessed with furniture. (laughs) Um, But there's also so much other amazing stuff that happens in that city. They have amazing art galleries, amazing kind of food culture, and even just little things like their subway has this beautiful kind of um, color palette and this kind of Memphis uh, graphic forms and shapes um, all around it. So there is, I love the kind of expressive way that Italians live their lives and they're so unapologetic about it. But then cities like Amsterdam, um, they're completely different and have this like amazing graphic accent that highlights all of their kind of uh, municipal systems. I'm also lucky in this city I have an amazing network of friends and colleagues and people that I've worked with in the past that constantly inspire me in terms of what they're doing and achieving. Scandinavian style is my favorite. We went to Copenhagen and Amsterdam last year for a couple weeks and I took so many pictures even just of storefront signs like the typography they used and the different color palettes and restaurants. I was just like oh my gosh, I feel so overstimulated by everything I love. Once you can kind of pinpoint different styles and you're inspired by something, it's fun to see that integrated in other brands too. Like there's some USA brands that now I see like, okay, you definitely pulled Scandinavian inspiration. And I just think it's really fun to watch things come to life. We're talking with you, a person that's behind that. Can you talk a little bit about how that feels to be in charge of the storytelling and maybe what your creative process is like, the pen to paper process? Yeah, I think that there's the creative journey is one of many peaks and troughs. You do lots and lots of research, um, lots of immersion into the into the world that you're working in to make sure you feel like you've fully explored the the challenge. There's also the other part to the creative process, which is which is about your team and you know, people having the chance to use their kind of best assets and abilities to strengthen each other. So that's something that I feel quite passionately about too. Is there anyone in your peer group that you personally look up to? Yes, definitely. Um, I have lots of inspiring friends. Someone who is I mean, of note and it continues to achieve amazing things is um, I have a friend called Otega who runs a women's network in London uh, called Women Who, who is also very interested like yourself in a kind of female entrepreneurship and creativity. And she runs, she's written, she's um, she was in the Forbes 30 under 30. And I do find amazing her sense of ability to sustain herself and keep going. And she's, her ambition is sort of endless. And I think that's amazing. And the kind of consistency of quality that she manages to keep in everything she does, I think is really wonderful. Is there a difference in the hustle you feel in the States compared to London, the creative hustle? Um, That's a really interesting question. I feel like the kind of creativity is exposed on the surface a lot more. Your kind of self-identity here is very much to do with what you do as a living and how you spend your time. Whereas I felt that in when I lived in LA, people had probably a more balanced life in some ways. They would go to work, do their jobs, do a great um 
a great job of that. But at the weekends would enjoy like go for hikes in um in the hills and um go out to the ocean or to the desert and in that sense be I guess a little bit more 360 about the world whereas here I think it can be your job and your industry are just and your life are one and the same thing so it can be I think people can just get completely consumed by it here um so in that sense in terms of hustle I would I would say I, for me, the biggest hustle is here, Mm -hmm. but I don't know whether that's a good thing or not. (laughs) In terms of your health, probably less, Um, but it's exciting. It's an exciting pace of life um, and it's always something happening around the corner. And in that sense, it's always really stimulating. Mm -hmm. That's what I definitely feel more stimulated here. And we were talking about this earlier as well. Just the individuality here, I think is so inspiring for anyone in a creative industry or design. I can definitely see how there isn't really a difference between your personal and professional life it's always yeah it's just your life which I definitely think there's a lot of pros to that and it's really exciting especially when you're in more of the beginning stages of your year your career you know you're not like 30 years in wanting that balanced life like when you're in it and want that excitement and that spark it seems like this has a lot more of that while you're young you have to ride the wave while Mm -hmm. it's there and just enjoy all the kind of all the amazing things that can come out of that as long as you just have your moments of tranquility to kind of regain a sense of perspective do you have any advice for people that want to get into the design industry or just a creative industry in general yeah definitely find role models that you can identify with and ideally know personally they can come from anywhere I mean I just think that having a sense of like a tangibility to how they paved the path of their career will give you some kind of solid trackers of where yours can go. I think be open-minded, explore different options, but try through that to maintain a sense of yourself um, and what you're getting out of it and what makes you happy. I think also keeping a sense of what your own personal social network is. I know that um, art school, though I studied in Scotland, the friends that I met there are still the kind of centre of my social and creative world now. I think having that really strong core um, of people and following them and their careers lends a kind of stability to the kind of ever-changing connections and dimensions of your professional network. Um, And if you're lucky to for them to cross over, you can spot opportunities not just for yourself but for other people. And that that's what makes the kind of web so rich is when it's it's giving in both directions. And um, that's something I loved running, but it's also a kind of visible network I think in our kind of digital age people can live in a quite isolated way in the company of other people and so making time to look each other in the eye and really fulfill a conversation Mm -hmm. I think even with your co-workers it's so easy to have these kind of side view conversations where you're trying to do two things at once but actually spending quality time with with your co-worker or a client is um is really important and actually they're the things you remember. Mm-hmm. I know it's crazy nowadays. I feel like I've, we're so used to doing five things at once mm-hmm. all the time. So we never have the opportunity to really be present mm-hmm. with other people or working personal life or professional life. It's hard to just like be here and have the satisfaction of that. Yeah. So maybe we could dive a little deeper into what, what it's like to design 
a logo or you, like that process? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I guess there's always um, intricacies and like nuances to each different project, mm-hmm. but the common thread in say an identity project is a really fun one. I think you need to really understand not only what the company is about, but also what their ambition is and their aspiration. I think actually the most interesting outcomes are from um, having a sense of the spirit of the kind of principles or the values of the company as opposed to necessarily what it actually is that they do. There's a lot of sometimes you can do that through shared references, like in a very kind of simple way, sharing common imagery, typographic reference, favored competitors and why they think they're doing well with that. And then also being, I think, getting people to be really honest about how they see their their business or their company um, at that current moment and where they want it to say be in five years time is actually quite a test of your ability to to relate to that person or team. So there's that stage of it, which is the immersion stage. And then, yeah, distilling that into something tangible that you can deliver back to them is often, I think, a process of probably trial and error. I think sometimes it's amazing and you just have a really great idea quite quickly. But I think often, even if that is the case, you need to feel like you've explored every other option before you can satisfactorily come back to that first great idea and be happy that that was the the best thing that you could have come up with. I think that designers are often perfectionists and they will, I think, often want to exhaust every possibility before they can be satisfied. But then from there, it's often, there's often quite a journey from that point. I think the logo or the mark or whatever that is, is often just the beginning, just the gates to what comes next, um, depending on what the business is. There's, I think, more and more people can understand the value of great imagery. So finding photographers that can create that, being really smart about resources, especially if they're a startup company who don't necessarily have huge budgets like how you can make that work a lot of creativity goes into not just the kind of nitty-gritty of like typefaces and visual systems but also how to make a budget spread over what you need it to I also love seeing a brand seeing how their logo evolves over the years and what in culture or within the company has inspired that evolution of even simply rounding the edges or making the colors less saturated. All of that is so fascinating to me. Totally. Yeah, there's a whole world out there of kind of subtlety and yeah, detail. So visually intelligent these days too. Um, they really expect a lot from the brands that they kind of align themselves to and expect them to reflect their values as well. So I think that, yeah, it's, it keeps, keeps creators on their toes, I think, in terms of, um, creating a kind of any sort of originality in such a kind of saturated visual and creative world. I think constantly trying to innovate and create new ways of ex- of expression is a definitely a, a real challenge but that's I think what's quite exciting is to find yeah new forms of expression mm. and new ways of doing things even if the way that you find them is actually from references in the past and retaining the confidence that by kind of seeking out that clarity of what a company or individual is about can come those really unique outcomes and possibilities. It's a beautiful time for design and storytelling, I think. And just even though it is keeping all the creatives on their toes, like you said, people are just still getting to that level of individuality. And it's really cool to watch. I can't imagine how much work 
goes behind the scenes to get to that point of being like, okay, this is how we're different. This is how we're standing out. People are showing up for the challenge. So it's really cool to watch. Yeah, it's for sure. There's a lot of people showing up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the competition is fierce, I think. But um, I think underlying that and I think what ties together both relationships with clients and also in terms of how you build a career, I think the relationships are the like really important part of that. And a lot of in terms of behind the scenes, a lot of that is relationship building. If you're in a big agency, it's that new business person or the account handler doing that day to day relationship that allows the creative to flourish. Or if you're in a small business, the the kind of founders and um, even Look, any role, even the studio managers, they're everyone kind of working together to create a kind of solid backbone for the kind of doers, whoever the kind of creators are on the front line to do their thing, whether it's getting the work in or making sure that the lights are on so that you can come to work and do the crazy hours that we do sometimes. It's all part of a kind of bigger process. And I think that's what we're kind of lucky to be involved with and appreciating the kind of like human uh, toil that is involved in that is, mm-hmm. is an important thing too. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a moment to leave a review. It helps us out so much. Enjoy 10% off of everything at girlgangthelabel.com with code girlgang. I hope to have you tune in next week. Until then, make sure to support your local girl gang.